What's up, guys? How is it going? Welcome back to the Dad Podcast with myself, Sean Stafford. This is the place for everything fitness, fun, fatherhood, business, and a load of stuff in between. We have Lewis again in the studio with us. Say hi, Lewis. Hi, Lewis. It's Dad Bod Bants. And today we are joined by the behemoth. He is so much bigger in in real life, in person. Your pipes are bigger than mine, to be fair. My pipe, I've, I've rolled up my sleeve, so my guns are out. But we are joined by international rugby superstar, Mr. George Cruz. Can we give him a round of applause, everyone? Mate, welcome to the uh, welcome to the Dad Podcast. <laughs> yeah, Lewis is your hype man today. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I like that. Mate, welcome to the Dad Podcast. Thank um, you very much. Thanks for having me on. Mate. An impressive CV. For those of you guys that don't know who George Cruz is, Sarries, England, British Lions, second row, 40-plus caps. Is that, is that right, 40? Yeah, around that, I'd say. Yeah. Because I looked on Wikipedia and it said 40 caps for, for England and three for the British Lions. Um, and I thought, that's got to be a typo because you've been around forever. And <laughs> I don't know how to say that. <laughs> you know, in a, a good way. Yeah. In a good way. Like you've been, yeah. it's, It feels like you've been part of the England rugby setup for a lot more than 40 caps and don't get me wrong 40 caps is still an incredible achievement but mm. as in 40 caps was there an injury in the middle like because for me yeah. it feels like you've been around forever no a fair few yeah um, had a good period where I had um, well I say good period a bad period where um, kind of my, my tibula came out I had a couple of ankle operations as well so yeah. uh, I missed a fair few games for both club and country but yeah Nothing I'm uh, too upset about, you know. I'm obviously pretty grateful for 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 the games I have played. Yeah, and to be honest, there's uh, if we're looking at that Six Nations Championships, Grand Slams, mm. um, three European Cups, Premiership titles. You know, your CV is your your trophy cabinet at home yep. is pretty full. What's kind of been um, what's kind of been the highlight of your of your sort of recent playing career? Tough, really. I think there's. Um, does that, it's hard to pick one. Obviously, yeah. it's hard to pick one. Um, I think to to get all the way to a World Cup final was something pretty special. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I fully enjoyed the the whole experience. Especially now we're kind of backing out of that uh, out of that bubble. Yeah. Um, but I think the the first for me probably the first Heineken Cup. Um, yeah. We'd lost kind of a, a semi. We'd lost a quarter. Then we'd lost the final. And I think as a group we'd we'd built a long way. Um, you know, grown a lot of players, and yeah. took a long time to to get to to that position to get the chance again. Um, yeah. yeah, we managed to managed to pull that one off. I, I I would say that there's nothing better than the taste of victory after the taste of defeat. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I yeah, from, yeah, from, yeah. From, a, from a bodybuilding point of view, like the first yeah. World Championship I won, it was kind of like cool. Like I won a World Championship. I then came back the next year and didn't win. Yeah, and you're livid. Yeah, yeah, and you realise, and then you you put your head down and you yeah. work, and then the next victory is is you know you can really really taste it. So I think you know to to go through that process of semi-finals, finals, losses, yeah. and then to win, I think probably yeah, a Champions Cup victory is probably right up there. Yeah, and that, and it comes with a, you know a good a good few nights out as well. So they're uh, they're kind of the that's the sweet spot of, of winning I guess and then enjoying this, yourself after with yeah you know with a good team of like almost almost like a family like a like a, a proper a proper bunch of teammates yeah yeah um, so in terms of like being you're obviously a, a professional rugby player in the modern game mm. how, how has that changed from kind of when you first started um, probably I, I was still in the professional era but I think um, like definitely the people who I was 
playing with growing grow, not playing playing with that in the academy yeah. you know till I was about 25 and those guys who were then retiring um, yeah, yeah they, they you know they were amazed at how much it had changed in, in the period that they were playing yeah. um, I think the biggest the biggest things for us still is around recovery and like uh, I think the game is obviously things like trends change so it might be more ball in play so they yeah. might have to be a bit fitter or a bit smaller or a bit larger depending on you know how, how the, the trends go but yeah. um, I definitely think the off field stuff so the analysis the recovery the you know the gym the the nutrition all those sort of things have, have um, you know have stepped up massively and things like GPS's and what they track and yeah. so even just the other week we're getting a new GPS that measures impacts and um, yeah. rates of impacts and a load of different things which kind of tell a little bit different story to you know so. I think I saw something like that I watched uh, I watched the was it the rugby club on BT Sport mm. and they had technology in rugby so they had like balls with sensors in them and yeah. like little like almost like vests that measure the impact yeah. and like angles of on the scrum and all that sort of stuff yeah. so you know what is in that last kind of like how long have you been playing for is it oh. 10 years yeah 12, 12 maybe 12 2008 years. I left school so straight in yeah that's right and you were straight from school into, yeah. into rugby yeah I didn't do like the um, didn't go for a gap yard <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I would love to, but um, yeah. I, I, but I didn't do the, the academy stuff. So yeah. uh, I was quite lucky to have, I'd like to say, a, a bit of a life before, sure. um, uh, enjoy myself a bit, and then kind of get into the the, the rugby scene. So um, slightly different, but yeah. then there are people who you know progress later on as well. So um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get picked up. And then in terms of like. Um is is that the biggest change? Is it the obviously rugby's rugby, but is yeah. it is it the the focus on the gym? Is it the focus on nutrition? Is it the focus on recovery? Is it the off field analysis? Is it technology? Like has that literally been like a quantum leap since you first started to what it is now? Yeah, yeah, I'd say I'd say so. And also coaching techniques have have changed. Like the, right. the, I've noticed in the last kind of the last five years compared to the first five years, it's very much um, inclusive, uh, very much kind of. Player driven, um, and they right. they can't, like they know what they know what they're coaching you. They know what they want to want to coach you, but they'll, they'll get they'll do it in a way which almost you think that you've thought of it. Inception. Yeah, and then you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good plan actually. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I made that plan. It's like no, you didn't. I wrote that on a paper. Like, ten, yeah, ten yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they just yeah. drop a couple of things in yeah, during yeah, training, yeah. and all of a sudden, yeah, exactly. They think it's your idea. But I guess, I guess the emphasis on that is to to give you the buy-in, to to own it, to yeah. uh, make yourself accountable personally. Um, but also to be able to adapt on field, you know, I think that's that for me. I, th I think is the biggest the biggest change in terms of what's going on that and off field off field bits. Yeah. So if we're going to look at kind of um, your training schedule on an average week, what, yeah. does that, what does that look like? Say you've got a game on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. What what does what does your week look like from from you know most people mm. that are listening to this podcast they're into they're into training they're into nutrition they're into fitness. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that play football, play rugby, all that sort of stuff. What does your kind of like training week look like? So from a, a Saturday to Saturday game, which is yeah. you know probably your, your most standard week, um, you'd have uh, the game Saturday. You'd have a big recovery day Sunday. Uh, obviously, you, you need that. Um, That's a big recovery. What does that mean? Does that mean you, you go out. you, yeah, you go out. into the club and you have a massage, you have um, treatments, all that, or you yeah, ice bath? Yeah. You know, what does it look like? Yeah, you, you can do it. It might be recovering from a hangover if you've been out, but it, it, <laughs> you, I mean, you you can. Uh, you can go to the club, get your physio, get your treatment done. Yeah. Um, but it might be the pool in the evening and, and chilling out. Yeah. I think it's just 
pretty much off feet, like your like mind away, yeah, feet away. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you'll you'll have Monday, which is a bit of like a you'll have gym in the morning uh, and a, a pretty steady day, like nothing too taxing. Maybe yeah. a, a little bit of a, a flush out in terms of like an on-field session, which but it isn't. It's an install day basically. Yeah. Um, to get your knowledge right, to get your maps right, and everything for the weekend, um, and then it goes kind of Tuesday. So by 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 Tuesday, you're you're pretty. You've had too much day, two days recovery, so you're, you're feeling all right. Yeah. Uh, so then Tuesday will be a bit of a hit out. Um, it'll be your, your contact session of the week. You do your live malls, live scrums. Yeah. Um, probably check yourself about in terms of a bit of live tackling bits and yeah. and and a pretty pretty decent session. Your bump and holds and yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you you, you have a you have a good. Have a good session, and then uh, Wednesday will be off. Um, another recovery day off off the back of Tuesday. Uh, Thursday is like a a mix between a Monday and Tuesday, and then captain's run. As, yeah, we we do it differently in terms of uh, we won't drag everyone in for a fifteen minutes captain's run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but we'll have a better hit out on on a Thursday, okay. and then have the Friday off, so you're fully rested into into a big blowout on, on Saturday. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and in terms of like um, if we're looking at like your your gym schedule mm. like are you guys I thought this was coming are you guys do it are you guys lifting during the during the season is, yeah. is it you know how many gym sessions are you guys getting in a week and what what do they look like are they power sessions are they yeah. hyper, you know are you trying to maintain the muscle mass that you probably put on in the off season you know yeah. what do they look like i mean off season is like the bulk of what you do okay. um in season it's about making sure you're recovered and probably maintaining yeah you will build for certain things that so might be an international block uh, it might be a, a Champions Cup block yeah. um, so you, you will build towards them um, but I'd say majority off season you have four sessions a week uh, and it's you know it's a, it's a they're proper there might yeah. be split sessions and you, you do a bit of training in between on field uh, but then in season it's pretty much a, a lowers on the Monday yeah. um, uppers on the Tuesday so you don't double up on your legs so you yeah. can get a good run out as well and then you'll have like a more of a power, uh, more of a power-based session on Thursday. Super low reps, super low reps. Yeah, just nice and quick. Yeah. Um, in and out. You might do a bit more any like injury prevention bit. So yeah. Thursday, I'll, I'll do less power stuff, but I'll do more kind of core for my back and yeah. neck stuff and couple of guns I was going to say like where's the beach weights in this mate you haven't, you haven't, you haven't mentioned curls I mean, the girls you, yet yeah, honestly you should see it towards the end of the season it's it's a joke it's, it's a free for all like, yeah, you, you could night. be coming up to your, your biggest games and people will be Curling. doing multiple curl sets of, of different reps and that different exercises yeah <laughs> exactly because that's going to win you the game yeah, well, hey if you're going to go down in flames go down looking good right <laughs> Indeed, indeed. So, like, in terms of like holistic stuff, do you, are you guys doing yoga? Are you doing Pilates? Is there any of that? It worked into the schedule. Is it just on-field runouts? Is it you know the cleans, the squats, the deads, the yeah. all the power stuff in the gym? How does it? Um, that we're we're very open to like um, we're very open to more holistic stuff. Yeah. Um, they we we go through stages, I guess. Uh, there, there has been meditation available. There's been yeah. yoga available. Um, hot pod yoga and, and, and all these different different avenues you can go down. Um, they're quite good in supplying us a gym outside of um, outside of club. club as well. So we can go to the Nuffield. I do a lot of like stretching in the pool, and that, that's that's yeah. my kind of my zen and um, into a steam room. Yeah, so I like that sort of stuff. Like I feel I get some good benefits off the back of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, pe- people do a, a number of different things. I think. 
you kind of find out when you're 25 and, and plus what works for you, yeah. um, you then you kind of stick to it and but do have an open mind for you know for for new things for um, the stuff that comes in and in terms yeah. of like Sari's culture is it one of those things where um, they give you quite a lot of um, like rope they get they, they they don't say you must do this you must mm. do this you must do this do they kind of let you know your body and kind of know what works for you and give you the freedom to express that yeah the, the, the bulk of people will be you know they'll, they'll give you a set program on terms yeah. of gym and stuff but I think it's just like being smart about it like obviously um, a, a few weeks ago I had a couple of back issues and yeah. and it's just it's just talking about what's you know what's the, the return there's no, no point in pushing stuff you know you've got to have a good understanding and I think when you're younger you're still understanding your body and kind of what you you know what your mind and everything like that allows yeah. you to do and what you can push it sometimes and can't push another time so there's definitely a learning process in that but yeah. um, but no I think in terms of the club they're, they're very good in, in terms of allowing you to yeah to be to be yourself expressing yourself and yeah. um yeah and and they'll definitely support anything in terms of recovery based stuff you know and, yeah. and any suggestions they're quite quite open to it as long as you turn up on game day ready to go performing on the pitch that no questions asked kind of thing right yeah that, that's the crack i think i, I mean <clears throat> like a, a lot of our emphasis is built on preparation so yeah. the the training in week is is you know as it, as important to us as as the match day um because like I think we've we've figured there's probably stating the obvious there's a massive correlation between how you train and how you yeah. how you prepare to then how you perform on the weekend. So I'm sure there's crossover and plenty of stuff. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like uh, in terms of like nutrition and performance, mm. like how clued up is is like are you personally and you know what kind of emphasis do do the club put on nutrition? Is it is it you know, you, you turn up and you get your meals provided, or is it more of a case of they give you some advice and you can crack on? Uh, yeah, a bit of both, really. Right. Um, we've got a great nutritionist, George Morgan. Um, shout out to him. Another guy. Who, uh, another man. He's, yeah, uh, yeah. I've done some work with him before. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's he's brilliant for us. He's, um, you know, he's not um, over the top in terms of shouting at you or anything. It's yeah. just more of an encouragement to to get things right over a longer period of time. Um, and I guess that's. I mean, you'll be able to tell me, but I guess that's where you, you make your, you know, your gains or your, yeah, you know, you. That's where you recover properly. Like if you've yeah. got the, if you're putting in the right nutrients into the body, your mm. chances are the work you're doing in the gym will start to to kind of come to fruition. Yeah, and it's it's more for us. It's more just smaller things over a long period to to kind of make them habitual rather than uh, just one off yeah. one off things. And in terms of like sports nutrition, what's your what's your kind of take on sports nutrition? Is it something you use? Is it mm. you know do you use protein shakes, bars, all that sort of stuff? Yeah, for, for my weight, I'll have to I'll have to do some some top up bits and yeah. like a might have like a mass super shake which have yeah. like bananas, um, bit of protein and some peanut butter and some milk in. So just get those calories in. Just chuck them down, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it, it's about kind do you, of maintaining. Do you, struggle to, do you struggle to keep your weight up? I do, yeah. And yeah. How, what do you weigh at the moment? Uh, about I'm talking about 117, okay. 118. What's that in stone? Uh, I don't know, it's 6.6, .6, so it's about a 18 lot, maybe. A lot, 18, 18 19 something. Stone. Yeah, yeah. 18 and a half maybe. Uh, like it's... I definitely, when I was younger, um, I really struggled a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was trying to chuck, chuck the food down me, but um, I think kind of go, going a bit older, um, you know, I, I, I hold it a bit better, but I've yeah. still got to keep on top of it. Um, like I'll know when, 
you know when I'm when I'm starting to lose and um, more like if I go for like a week off or something. Yeah. I, I, you know. I know, unless I drink heavily, yeah, yeah. in which case isn't the right probably thing the to right do. Sort of way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but it's just an understanding of, of where your body's at. Just like if you, you know, if you look at food and you put it on, then yeah, you got to have an understanding of what you can and can't like, do. Is it is it Billy? Billy gets a lot of shit for being overweight, right? Or in the media, yeah. in the media, like him and Maka get a lot of shit for like in the off season just getting fat. Yeah, right? I, I think I. It's when they it's when they take a trip back home and then uh, and they get fed. Eat about, mama, mama, mama yeah. gets the cooking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, eight pigs arrive at their door and it's, you know it's rude not to eat. So um, I think it's probably more of a uh, pleasing the culture thing that. But yeah. Um, uh, they, yeah, it's it's amazing. I, I find it amazing how different people can put on different weights or yeah. you know you'll you'll see some people smashing food and still not be able to put on anything. So all the backs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's. Um, it's an interesting one, but you just, you, again, like anything, you, you learn your you learn your patterns, and you know by your time yeah. you're 22, 23, 24, you kind of got an understanding of what's going to work for you, what's not. And in terms of like you trying to maintain uh, being 117 kilos, mm. is that because it suits your game better? Because obviously, like you're in the engine room, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, is you trying to keep that weight up? Is that the aim to be? stronger more powerful bit heavier bit more of a classic second row rather than trying to like maybe drop down to 110 kilos and be super agile like a fourth back row do you know what i mean is, yeah, is, 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 is it you, yeah. you playing to your strength um I, I know that when i'm between 117 and 118 and a half that yeah. i'll be where i want to be playing um, in terms of power in terms of yeah in terms of like weight as well like set piece stuff is is, is quite big especially in the the premiership and yeah and international stuff, um, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna have, you know, two second rows that are one fifteen or one, you know, fourteen. Right. It's just, it's just not gonna happen. So, yeah. uh, there's a, there's a, probably like a minimum, and then there's like a what do you want to play at yeah. type vibe, and it's a, probably a cross between between the both. Really. And I suppose if you've got somebody who is lighter, almost like that fourth back row, then they're kind of looking at the other guy to to beef up the pack a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it is a, it's a case of combinations, and it won't, might not just be in the second row. I think you look at a lot of French teams; they'll pick a lot of you know really big, heavy second rows, but yeah. a lot of jumping light back rows. So, yeah. I think maybe uh, maybe look at our club. We've got maybe two one seventeens, one eighteens, but then you got like someone like Billy in the boot, where <laughs> yeah. you know then you can have a lighter flank. Or it's just yeah. it's about combinations, just like in any sport, really. Yeah, of course. Um, and in terms of like gym culture at Saracen, is there quite is there quite a big gym culture? Is it? You know, mm. lads, lads, uh, you know, we're going out. <laughs> <laughs> Chanting our way to the gym. Yeah, who's, who's, who's coming in for a quick uh, back and biceps? Who wants to hit some um, chest and tries? Who or is like, it not really a thing? Who likes it? We don't have a lot of gym heads. Like, a lot of it, people just get on and, and do do what they do. Um, they, they, they're sensible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they just... They, they who's just the biggest poser? Who's like, who's like shirt off in the gym, sweating, mm. you know, just doing an obscene amount of curls? Do you have any of them? Alex Lozowski. Is he? Yeah, yeah I put him down. I, I, he's a, he is a he's a ten out of ten. He's an oil painting. He's, yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. But um, yeah, he, he doesn't half rate himself. <laughs> you know, hey, tops you would, off. You, yeah, yeah, he's, he's taps off. Yeah, everyone's taps off training. <laughs> yeah, as soon as the sun comes out, off goes the off goes the kit. Yeah, exactly. And even even when the sun's no, we've all out, got, we've all got mates like that. We've yeah. all got mates like that. Am I looking at one or? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, probably. Fridays. <laughs> yeah, mate, every day's arm day. Every day is arm day. 
Um, so you've obviously had a, an incredibly incredible career at club level, um, like major European honours, major Premiership honours, um, but kind of like, you know, I know you from watching a lot of England rugby. Like, what is that culture like in the England squad, and is it different to sort of the club level squad? What, what's kind of like the biggest difference between the setup at, at club level and the setup at international? Um, I think probably the amount of resources like we'd right. have a fair amount of resources at, at Saris but like you look at um, like an international level it's just yeah. you know there's, there's people for everything you'll have instead of the one nutritionist you'll have two and then you'll have right. you know like chefs like which are part of the setup. Yeah. it's it's um, you know coaching staff you know are endless yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's, yeah, You've got someone to pass the coach's notepad and someone to hold his pen. And, yeah, yeah, and then someone to hold his hand to write the note. <laughs> yeah. It, it's yeah, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty um, advanced, and it's a lot of like the, the the analysis stuff and a lot of like the um, the video work. Like you'll have four yeah. camera angles on every training session, and wow. you know, so when you really drop a ball, you can see it from multiple fucking angles. Multiple yeah. angles, brilliant. Top, Cheers. Bottom, Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, it was a fucking pass. It had nothing to do with my yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Um, um, it's I think that that and also um, probably not just the, the the quality of player is obviously a lot higher um, is it quicker quicker um, harder you know, hitting everyone, everyone, yeah harder hitting everyone, it's just that much step up I think yeah. um, and you've got people who can like deal with ups and downs a lot better and yeah. um, you know I think normally in maybe a, a club level you'll have uh, 15 which is good and then you yeah. might be training against um like a progressing 15 Correct. it might be like a, a younger 15 yeah, yeah. Um, but I think in like an England setup you'll be training against you know the, the, the better 15 of another club yeah. or, or multiple clubs put together so so I think in that sense um, expectation you know and, and results are, are higher in terms of training and preparation so even at a club like Saracens where pretty much everybody in the team and in the squad especially when you're playing in European games mm. and, you know you're European champions and cup finalists and all that sort of stuff is there is there even a, a step up from that level because you know when you're playing a, a Champions Cup final there won't be someone on the field that's not an international yeah but I think it, we, yeah, we played one one final where I think Jackson Ray was like the only non-international non yeah. on the field or had been an international so it does it gives you a flavour of um, of maybe like a the step up in between um, in between the Premiership and the, the yeah, Champions yeah, Cup yeah. and then to go from into from yeah. a sort of European level to, mm. to Test match level is a big difference. Yeah, but I I think that the like the the games which are kind of the semis, the finals of Europeans, they're they're all they're all pretty punchy games, yeah. and I think they are you know that there's something properly on it. Uh, yeah, Ospreys at home, not so much. <laughs> you said it. I said it. Yeah. You said it. Now they're, they're having a tough, tough season, to be honest. But, um, but like, that's the sort of uh, that's the sort of yeah. like, you're in the arena. You've got you know a lot of people watching. That's sort of uh, higher pressure vibe that of course. you get from an international. And in terms of like um, in terms of like the coaching, like Eddie Jones, what's what's he like to work with? He's good. He's nice and clear. Um, like anytime he's ever picked me, ever dropped me. Yeah. Um, anytime he's coaching. He's just very, very clear and open, and uh, that's definitely how I like to to operate. I like yeah. to be, you know, I don't mind being told something bad if it comes with an explanation. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't mind feedback. Being, yeah, exactly. I don't mind being told something good, and then, you know, if it comes with an explanation of what you need to do next, it's yeah. so it's um, he he's spot on. I'd say he's um, 
you know, he's smart. He's got a way of doing things, yeah. um, which obviously isn't for everyone's cup of tea. But he's, um, yeah, he's he's good. He knows what he's definitely knows what he's doing, and he's you know highly regarded and, and very experienced. So yeah, um, is that how many coaches have you worked under for England? Um, I've had. Uh, just the two really just Stuart, Stuart yeah, and, and, uh, and Eddie and was there quite a big difference between the like the coaching style and the coaching setup between the two oh massively yeah. Nine day. yeah 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 big time yeah you want me to elaborate don't you uh, if you want I I think um, I think Stuart built a lot of what what was yeah. you know in place to then put for Eddie but um, he seemed like a values guy yeah he's got like, values a, 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 like a, a bit like a a housemaster at school. Do you know he what was I mean? a like, teacher. Yeah. Previously, um, but he, I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Yeah. No. I, I, he um, he's like a very good coach. Just just, yeah. just very different. Um, uh, like I said, I, I'm I'm someone who likes to be quite told direct in yes. terms of you know what what's going on and uh, and the situation and and the game plan and and everything like that. Um, and I think that's so that they're two different coaching styles. But yes. I mean, if you look at what he's done now, he's you know, what yeah, he's killing it, yeah. like, absolutely killing it, and and dessert, and it's really like, so nice to see. Kind of, obviously, got a bit bit of like, kickback off the back, got a bit of shit off the back, yeah, of the off the back. That's what yeah. I want to say. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in 2015, yeah, that's, it was tough for him, so to 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 go and uh, you know do do what he's doing in, in Leinster, like fair yeah. play to him. He's he's, he's killing it. Ireland stealing all like a coaches. <laughs> I know, yeah. Foul just well, they're, they're, they're on loan. They're on loan for a while. Indeed, maybe, yeah. maybe they'll come back one day. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in terms of like, in terms of like the England squad, like who's the biggest joker? Like when when you guys all meet up, like who who's the crackerjack in the in the team? Like who does uh, everyone not want to room with? Who does? That's a different question. <laughs> you don't want to room with snores. Um, um, who? I like. There, there's a fair few. I think you could probably name a few. Like Marlis, obviously. Um, he's absolutely nuts. He likes the attention, to put it that way. Yeah. Um, who else? There's some. Like Genji's a, a, a funny, funny guy. Like Mate, he's good, a good witty guy. Did you watch? Did you watch the Haskell House of Rugby podcast with him? I, I haven't. I haven't. Mate, it's, it's punchy. <laughs> it's fucking punchy. Yeah, he, he's um, he's a good guy. He's got, got he's just a, quite quick, you know. Yeah. Um, um, he's got the best banter. I don't know. Like everyone's just, everyone's just—it's a constant game of how much can you annoy someone else. Is it? That's what it is. It's just old school kind yeah, of like. It's needle. old school. Let's let's piss each other off. And, yeah. And and uh, find it funny. And in terms of like, um, in terms of like club rivalry. So obviously, mm. you know, take Exeter for example, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously the rivalry between Saracens and Exeter is quite is quite strong. Right. Like, yeah, it's quite you know, but like it's a, rugby's a fucking physical game. Like mm. you're bashing shit out of each other for eighty minutes. You know, and then tensions run high, and you know, mm. sometimes it spills over. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then a week later, you're in the same dressing room, sat next to each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, patting each other on the back. How do, how does that work? It's. I mean, is it even? It's even before that. It's just the, you know, you, you'll have a game and then you'll shake hands at the end. It really yeah. is. Like unless you've actually got an issue with someone, it's it's just like it's part of getting in the mood to to, to play. Yeah. Uh, and and you know. Finding that um, I think you, you can have rivalries, but you can also have rivalries between friends. Like it's 100%. yeah, it's probably rivalries. There's probably probably deeper rivalries within a, a squad like Sarri's because the competition for places is so high. Yeah, right? and you yeah. want to be playing. You want to be playing every week, right? 
Yeah, I think it's uh, it's been a, a fairly settled squad for a while. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, I think there's there's always competition and, and, and bits like that. But um, uh, in terms of like rivalries between other clubs, I think it's it's healthy. You know, it's healthy for the, the fans. It's healthy for yeah. you know the, the the viewing the viewing figures. And I think it's you know it creates a bit of buzz of if everyone was. You know, if there was no rivalry and it was a bit flat, then yeah, you, wouldn't, you know the games would be fairly meaningless, fairly, fairly boring as well. Yeah, yeah. And so, kind of carrying that on, so like take that up a level. Yeah. So like, obviously, club rivalry you can kind of put aside, but like when you put on the the Red Rose of England and then you go up against Wales, <laughs> fuck it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like when you're yeah. uh, British Lions, you're packing down next to Alan Wynne Jones. Yeah, yeah. That must be next level of like niggle because. <laughs> it seems like you guys fucking hate not not you and him, but like yeah. like the rivalry between England and Wales is so it's so niggle. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, how do you put that aside on like a, in like an environment like the British Lions? Yeah, it's you just like you, you, it's it's odd. It is odd because you have perceptions of people, and then you yeah. you um, like you think, oh, he's going to be a dick, and then you, yeah. you actually you go and meet him, and sometimes they are a dick, but most of the times they're. You know, they're just pretty, pretty normal people, yeah. um, good people off field, and um, but then you probably go back to your club and then you play them again. You think, oh, he was a dick. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's um, you, you just you just feel your way through the situation and yeah, um, you can be best mates on a Lions tour, and then as soon as it comes down to the grand slam, decide yeah. you you want to fucking rip his head off. Yeah, well, I've got the pleasure of playing against him, you know, a, a little bit back with with uh, Ospreys. So. Yeah. Well, kick-started it again, but um, yeah, it's always um, it's fun and games. You, you, like you, you know what you're in for. Yeah, with him, but um, yeah, fair play. He's, he's been a decent yeah, lot for a long, oh, yeah, a long while now. For a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's I still a, can't believe it. He, he looks like he's 105. How old is he? <laughs> I think his lid's 105. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm I'm joking now. Actually, I'm not. That's yeah. a shocking lid. But um, now nah, he's. Uh, yeah, fair play to him. He's 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 done. He's had an unbelievable career, and you know probably yeah. a few few more big games to come. Um, and in terms of like the best play you've ever played with or against, who would that be? Mm. Tough because because it, like you different styles of players, but yeah. um, I think in terms of like I, I rate Will Skelton very yeah. hi, very highly in terms of like. Obviously, he's not going to be doing 400 for days, but yeah. he is unbelievable. At, like he's just a completely different type of player to to anyone like I can think of. Like maybe yeah. Bill or someone yeah. as sizable as that. But he's just he a different is, level. Yeah. Oh, he's just massive. Yeah. He's he's massive, and he uses it, and he you know he absolutely melts people. He, he's amazing hands. Yeah, yeah good hands. Yeah. Like, carried unbelievably hard, and I think in the last like uh, couple of years, he's you know he's really become quite. Quite professional in terms of his, his uh, bit more on his, you know, his yeah, nutrition, nutrition and those and sort of stuff, which makes you know. He, I think he dropped like twelve kgs or something, and then became actual. Yeah, last last year it was unbelievable. Yeah, like absolutely killing it. Um, so I think in terms of just something completely different, he's he's yeah. I did he's not expect you to say that, considering like the amount of people you've played against. Yeah, and you played with like Will Scott. He, he wouldn't be on the top. He wouldn't be. I probably wouldn't have. If you'd asked me to write down your top five players of mm. people you've played against, he probably wouldn't have even been top five. But that's that's fucking interesting to know. Yeah, just he's just quite a smart player as well. Like, yeah, like he knows what he's unbelievably good at. Yeah. Uh, and and sticks to that and, and does it does it very well. He's been he's been brilliant for us. Um, and would have been brilliant for Australia if you know things worked out in terms of contractuals. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, he's yeah he's he's come on a long way, I think. And so looking at so in terms of in terms of your career, are there any um, are there any things that kind of are on your to do list? So obviously, uh, you should have started probably the World Cup final, right? I said it, not you. You said it. Yeah, um, it's one of those ones where winning a World Cup is obviously right up there. Yeah. You know, is there anything else kind of in your career that you would kind of want to achieve? Is there anything kind of on your bucket list, your rugby bucket list that you yeah. want to tick off? Because you know, there's there's not much in the game you haven't achieved already. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, there is. Yeah, I've got a, a, a burning kind of um, will to to experience a, a different um, a different culture yeah. uh, and a different. Uh, I guess not within the Premiership, but yeah. maybe more towards uh, Japan way or so. I was going to uh, say, like, how was uh, how was your experience in Japan? Did you did you enjoy? I, it? Yeah, I loved it. I, I probably fell in love with the place, and, and I, I'd I'd kind of quiz a fair few people because. I've always been interested in that sort of way. Yeah. Um, my brother lives in Hong Kong, right. um, you know, so I've seen kind of how much he's loved it, yeah. uh, how much he's enjoyed, you know, the the experience of doing something completely different. Yeah. Um, different league, was it the, the the Japanese league is very different mm. to Premiership rugby, yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that that could be potentially somewhere. So like going and dominating a league that you've, you know, I'd, ju- I'd just love to be. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to give that a go and, and just be a little bit out, out of my comfort zone at yeah. some point. Um, well, Haskell did it, didn't he? Haskell went and played in Japan for a year and, yeah. and came back and was a way better player for it. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's... Um, I know a lot of the All Blacks, uh, they, they go there for... Like uh, straight, straight after a World Cup, yeah. they go there on a payday for a couple of years, yeah, yeah. Take, take the impact out of their game and then yeah. put their hand And up also to, the to season's a lot shorter. Yeah. Um, well, it looks after your body, right? As soon as you get near 30 yeah. and, and you're playing... Highly impactful sport. Mm. If you can reduce the number of collisions and the the length of the season and the number of yeah. games you're playing, you're gonna have a longer career. Yeah, I, I think it is the just the the number of games really. I think like in a in a season within the Premiership, and then you do maybe some international and international tour at the end. You, you, you're picking up kind of thirty plus games. Yeah, um, and that that's tough because you roll from you know you could go from a, a summer tour into a into you know, uh, back into back into training, we have five weeks off. Then you have pretty much straight into uh, five weeks of fitness into games, and yeah. then Six Nations, then Christmas, then sorry, then like autumns, and it's just it's just full on. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, I, I'd love to do it. Um, I'm highly driven by experiences, and yeah. um, I think that's like kind of creating memories is something that I've. Um, yeah, that, that that drives me, I guess, and that's something I'd love to do. And so, say you say you left for Japan um, when your contract's up, or when mm. when you decide to go, or if a, a massive offer comes in, um, who would you miss the most from your from your Saris teammates? None of them. Good knobs. No, it it would be um, as and when it would be a a, a very tough decision, but it yeah. would be based on um, you know a load of different things. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'd I'd, I'd I'd miss him massively. I, I'd, I'd definitely. Who, uh, who who in particular? Like who's 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 like your boy? If you're like in the dressing room, he's my lad. Um, who, who's like your, who's like your mate? Like honestly, there is because because there's a good group of us that kind of grew up uh, together. Yeah. Uh, so kind of there's maybe six or seven of us who started in the academy, um, and. and Joined after school and, yeah. and kind of worked the way through up to, 
you know the, the highest honours I think that within that there's you know there's four there's, or five lads yeah there's bonds which kind of go quite deep um, but and I think also in a sport like rugby and, and on the journey that you've been you know international Lions European Cups yeah. and there's a lot of shared experiences there where yeah yeah, yeah there is uh, absolutely and I think like if someone says they're going for coffee it's, it's put on the group you know yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. then ten people turn up rather than kind of the, the who owns the coffee shop who owns the co- is it who owns the coffee shop? Is it Tiki Tonga or something? Like, who, oh yeah, who, um, Brad Barrett owns a, a coffee company. Is that Tiki Tonga? Tiki Tonga, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's not br- bad it's, coffee. It's brilliant. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I actually don't drink coffee, but from right. from, uh, from experience, uh, from you know what people say. Yeah. But yeah, he's done phenomenally well. Um, and fair play to him. He's an absolute grafter. And so coffee's Brad's thing, but like mm. so CBD or so mm. four five CBD yeah that's you so you've set that up with with Dom Day yeah with um, Dom Day also a, a, a Saris ex Saris second row Saris yeah he also went to Japan um, loved it good, good has coffee. he been there or is he no he's been there yeah okay uh, he went to Australia so post Bath he went to he basically did a like a two and a half year wreck my body because uh, yeah, yeah. he went Bath Japan Oz Australia all within kind of one loop right you know, with pretty much without break so Jeez. he uh, gave it a good a good bash um, but yeah he, he loved it there and so we set that up in um, ooh, we set up about eighteen months ago right um, we've been live for about a year and a bit now and what made you want to get into kind of the CBD market mm. uh, so in two thousand and eighteen in January yeah. Uh, WADA, which is our World Anti-Doping Association, yeah. um, legalised CBD in its, um, I guess, its isolate form. Um, so so we, we were just kind of intrigued about that. Uh, he had an operation, I had an operation in January and February, and um, we are just, just testing different bits out. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, just kind of looking for small you know the, the marginal gains you get with 100%. trying stuff out and we talked about earlier about you know the holistic approach of trying to you know become a better rugby player or trying to yeah. recover quicker or you know whatever it may be and, and um, yeah I just we both got good good buzz off it good feeling um, and, yeah, what, uh, so like what were the what were the main benefits to you for kind of taking yeah. CBD so so it, it's um, I, now it's quite tough for me to talk about it because it's it's classified as a food supplement Okay, and therefore we can't make any medical claims or anything like Got that. It. So um, well, okay, so let's say like what, why, you know, what benefits did you feel from it? Yeah, f- so for me, I I, I definitely get a, like a, a more relaxed feeling, yeah. uh, and it, and it, and therefore off the back of that helps me sleep. Yeah. Um, so I, I do get a better and like a deeper sleep. Um, that helps with the recovery. And obviously you. that that is yeah. a is a massive driver for uh, for recovery for me. Um, and I think like you, you're always told get your sleep right you know how many yeah. sleep, especially as an athlete yeah. you you know I think oh, obviously you'd, you'd know all about it it's, it's probably where you do most of your recovery so yeah. so that's uh, that's always been quite a big thing and, and I'm just trying to like I say look for for s- small things and, and probably more leaning towards more natural stuff and, yeah. uh, and it kind of tick, ticked all the boxes for me really um, and, and I guess off the back of that we, we're just trying to because we, we're tested I've been tested no, like eight or nine times this year which yeah. is um, actually more than the last few years I'd, probably because I've set up a cannabis based product yeah. um, but <laughs> it's um, yeah it's it's something that has been um, yeah it's been an like, unbelievable experience yeah. um, so we wanted to set up a product basically that could that could um, 
you know, could be we knew the provenance of it we knew like how and, and where uh, it came from how, yeah. you know how we tested it how that's third party tested and lab tested sure you know and, and that was our, our main driver to produce a, a trusted product basically and what do you think are kind of the, the main issues with people's perception around cbd or what what kind of like the yeah you know because perception is everything right yeah and for like, sure you know when when you talk about cbd and you talk about cannabis like what 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 do you think the most, the biggest misconceptions are, or the biggest sort of preconceptions people mm. have towards CBD oil? oil? Uh, I think a few really. Like uh, obviously that there might be like some stigma, and yeah. I think I think kind of uh, going into this venture, we we talked with our like any like PR people about um, you know how how we deal with that stigma stigma yeah. stuff. But really, we never really actually came across it. Um, right. Only kind of. You know, my mum was questioning why I'm setting up a cannabis company. I was like, no, 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 you got this mommy wrong. Cru- mommy yeah. Cruz was like, George, yeah, not again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought we'd been through this, but um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of, um, I think that's that's one 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 area. Yeah. Um, and another one is is something that I'm I'm quite um, very wary about is people overselling uh, overselling the claims on cannabis over hyping it uh, on, on CBD and, yeah. and kind of pumping it up to be like Make a, a, cancer, a, a yeah like a miracle <laughs> thing and and yeah I'm, I'm very much uh the thought of uh it is a food supplement you, you take it like vitamin you know c you take yeah. it like anything else there is a there is a um system within your body called an endocannabinoid system yeah uh, cbd is a cannabinoid so yeah. you know it's it's there to to buffer and to kind of um maintain the, the balance in that yeah. um but Realistically, if you look at hemp and CBD and uh, sorry and, and cannabis, like yeah. they've been used for thousands of years, like by for, by a, like a large large number of people. And well, you go. To, all you need to do is go to California and take a walk down Venice Beach, where <laughs> yeah. where cannabis is legal and it's yeah. it's medicinal. You get a prescription for it, and you can go. Yeah. And obviously, um, CBD doesn't have the THC, which gets mm. you high. Yeah. But that the th the THC is not what they're being prescribed they're being prescribed the the cannabis for the cannabinoids right yeah, yeah. And, and i think uh, within like cbd and medical cannabis are two very different things yes. um but but i'd say they're also you know obviously of highly the same family, yeah right? of highly highly related and i think with the with cbd you get some some great benefits but with with combining the cbd and the thc um that's where you know a, a lot can start to to happen as well so um I think it's like the 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 medical cannabis market is something that's uh, not I wouldn't say market the medical cannabis um industry industry and and, and kind of um you know the, the setup is is something I find unbelievably interesting yeah. um in the in the UK there was I think 110 prescriptions last year uh, whereas in so, so in the UK, it is actually medical cannabis is legal. It's just no one really knows how to prescribe it. There isn't the, it. the education around um, around at the moment. For, we don't have the, the general practitioner register to. Yeah, I mean, so to, the GPs are they're, they're trying to learn that. I think yeah. that the overall consensus is they're they're eager to learn, but it's just it hasn't hasn't been part of a module that Wait, they learn a, going forward. There's a, there's a lag on everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and this and kind of. Medical cannabis is a and and CBD are very much um, kind of user led, so it's it's kind of flipped the, yeah. the the model around, and I think that's that's quite what's quite interesting that you know a lot of people are prompting their GPs and and going to their yeah. GPs saying I actually I want to be using this, I want to be exploring this, and and in in a place like Germany where they had I think three years ago it was a kind of 
I don't know, 50,000 prescriptions, and then yeah. it went to 125, and last year it was 250,000. It's a massively growing market. Yeah, medicinal yeah. prescriptions, you know, for pain, for uh, for for sleep and for anxiety yeah. st- stuff. So it, it's it's something that is prevalent. It's something that the laws throughout the, the you know the world are uh, are gradually getting relaxed. Yeah. Um, and you know, and if it's done right, I'm not talking I'm not talking about recreational cannabis no, use. I'm talking about um, medicinal cannabis use. Um, so I think I'd love to see it available in in sport. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, definitely not a performance enhancing drug, no. uh, but yeah, it's, it's something that well, it gives you the munchies. It helps you keep your calories up, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, it helps <laughs> some, like, yeah. Smashing pizza after. Some, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, Man, I'm hungry. It's two in the morning. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> but like, like, it's not something you're going to be using before a game. It's more. No. It's be something you're using to, you know, to to take the edge off. You know, any any sort of. Um, pain or, or bits like that that you you could feel throughout yeah. the week but it's um it, it, i understand it opens up a wider thing of you know should you be playing if you're in pain and this sort of stuff uh, but, but maybe this is what uh, people do and rugby players exactly play, like, yeah no one yeah, i guarantee no one's ever 100 percent when playing mate, no, even in take it away from a professional sport environment no mm. one's ever 100 percent real life mm. do you know what i mean everyday life you're always you always got a cold you've always got a niggle you, you know yeah. you, you, people play her you get on with it you know yeah. if, if it, especially if it's part of your job and you're part of a team setup like mm. you can't push a game back from a saturday to a wednesday because you've got a quick neck like, exactly yeah. do you know what i mean you deal yeah. with it and that's that's professional sport and that's the beauty of it um if we're without making claims about cbd like mm-hmm. to the punter on the street the average kind of joe public like what kind of what kind of things can they expect from a or, or and they kind of expect maybe the wrong word, but you know, mm-hmm. if they were taking CBD, what kind of benefits could they experience from taking a product like CBD oil? Yeah, I, I think well, we've done surveys in terms of what people take them, what, what people take it for, yeah, um, and a lot, and there's a lot of um, anecdotal evidence, yeah, um, obviously um, about you know pain and, and anxiety and sleep are yeah. probably the, the the main ones, but. Um, yeah, I think that that's that's what we've taken from our surveys. Uh, like yeah. I say, I'm, I'm not here to make medicinal claims or anything like that. And I'm like I say, I'm a strong believer of of, of the food supplement um, category it's in. Yeah. But it's um, it's 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 quite a like last year there was uh, three. It was a three hundred million pound uh, market in the UK with wow. I think six million people using CBD products. So yeah. it kind of there's a massive anecdotal evidence. Yeah, but like. People like we see the, on the back end of a website, there are people, you know, reordering monthly. We've got a subscription yeah. service, and people have you know fully bought into it. So it's yeah. it's not some you know it's not something that someone's just taking once and then falling short of. It's, yeah. it's something that people are are regularly uh, going back to, and we get a lot a lot of um, messages from you know a wide range of people, um, you know, saying it's it's helped this or that. So yeah. it's it's a it's an interesting one. There's a, like I say, there's a a system within your body for for cannabinoids so it's yeah, yeah it's it's something that there's, uh, a, there's, there's certainly a place biologically for it in the human body yeah and, and I'm, I'm I'm fully excited by the, the research that is coming off the back of you know relaxed law changes so yeah. it's um, but I also think it's such a it is it is such a new product mm. and it is such kind of you know in the Research takes a long time to come through, yeah. and you know, so for people to be able to make claims and make scientific claims, there's a lag on that. And you mm. guys are kind of ahead of that curve in terms of like um, 
obviously the products are out there, it's legal. People are getting that anecdotal evidence and a lot of time mm. that anecdotal evidence for now is, is, is kind of all you've got because you don't have the study life. And the, and the time needed, you know, most people based research, clinical research off 20 year periods and mm. CBD has been, been around for probably like four or five years max. Yeah. Now, I, I know that I have, I have issues with my, my neck. I've got massively screwed discs in my neck. Yeah, I was going to say you've got your head between two props asses yeah. for, a, for a living. So yours probably neck is a bit worse than mine. But um, I, I know that I've taken CBD. I've actually taken four or five. I think you guys sent me some last last year when I was having issues with like nerve pain in my neck. Yeah. And whether it's anecdotal evidence or not, or whether it's coincidence, but you yeah. know, I felt that it did help. As, yeah. and, you know, whether it's a placebo effect or whether yeah, it's yeah. you know actually the the active ingredients in the product going on going into your system to reduce inflammation, to yeah. you know provide a better night's sleep, to reduce anxiety around injury and that sort of stuff. I think it definitely does have a place. Oh, thank you. Well, um, I think that like what's what's very interesting a lot of um, like there's different strains there's different um, so we talk about CBD we talk about THC they're, they're the the yeah. two main cannabinoids that people people know about but there's you know the, there's lots of research going into uh, something called CBG um, is that like from skunk no, no but it'd be, it'd be, it's just another cannabinoid right. but, but in in your usual um, profile of a, a usual hemp plant CBG is you know very very um, small in its in its quantity, yeah. um, but like extracting that and maybe using that as a as a as a you know isolate or not an isolate as a as, as a, a product, in its, yeah, in itself and, and bumping that the, the level of that up. You know, it, it's all for us. It's trying to just stick with um, you know what's what's going on and what the you know what the the what the, the research is, is leaning yeah. towards and 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 um, and going from there. So it's. It's kind of it, it's massively interesting, and personally, I find it um, super exciting about you know where where all this is is going in terms of an industry in itself. And in terms of like four or five specifically as a brand, like what guys what what makes you guys different in terms of like um, the product that you produce? So we've got a um, because of. Uh, the fact that we're tested and everything yeah. like that, um, we try to. Uh, I, I guess our main goal was to produce products that we can, you know, we know everything about, kind of from seed to shelf. Yeah. Uh, we know the, the provenance, we know the the quality, and for us, that's that's massive. Um, we've also got a few topicals like a muscle rub and a, and a joint gel coming out, which yeah. uh, which have been tested by a company called BSEG, which like a banned substance control yeah. group. So they they test for over 400 um, banned substances that you know would would flag up in a normal test yeah so uh, so that's like a I guess a, a, a string to our bow but I think the main thing is kind of providing you know all of our products are two lab tested results by uh, you know good standard labs um, yeah. you know and, and you can go onto the website see the reports and uh, you know so there's a there's a bit of there's quite an openness about what we're trying to do yeah. um, because I'm fully aware about you know there's there's a lot in the market and yeah. we're screaming for from compliance. Uh, it's a market that is, um, you know, there's a lot maybe saying that there's this in a bottle and there's not. Yeah, I know yeah, yeah. BBC have done some multiple studies in terms of picking bottles off shelves and proving that 
you know, some doesn't even have the levels of C- C- CBD, or some have well, too mate, much we, THC. We get that, that, mate, that that happens in every industry. That, I don't yeah. think that's just CBD. Like, you know, I work for a, yeah. for Optimum Nutrition, who who yeah. sponsors Saracens, who sponsor yeah, yeah, England. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, great. and we're a massive company, but it's one of those things where you could you could blind test fourteen mm. different brands off the shelf, and they claim seventy percent protein, and you know, yeah. they're falling way short. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think Was that probably, a, a pun. Sorry. Yes. No, I'm sorry. We can edit that bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's one, it's one of those things where yeah. there's, there's, you know, there's a lot. You know, compliance is such a big thing, and until somebody draws a, a line in the sand yeah. and says, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna stick our neck out, and we might be slightly more expensive as a as a product, mm-hmm. but you know what we say is in the product is in the product. Yeah. You know, I know that's something Optimum do very. You know, they, they put their hand up and say, yeah, we're probably the most expensive on the market, but yeah. we're also the best product on the market, and you could blind test yeah. a thousand of our tubs. And we can guarantee you that yeah. this isn't the product. And I think you guys are probably doing the same with with five four and and four five uh, four sorry four five. It's written on your bloody t shirt. <laughs> um, who, so who play? Your 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 back is four, right? Are you four? Uh, and he's I'm five? normally five. I'm normally tight at uh, and uh, Dom's four, but. We're, you know, there's been crack around the club that should have been called kind of four nineteen or um, or tw- nineteen twenty four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So squad numbers, squad numbers. Has it got quite the same ring to it? Has yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's just it's just a connotation of kind of where you know a little bit of background of what we what we set up. But but mate, I think it's an incredibly exciting um, sort of sector and market to be involved in. I think yeah. from a I think from a performance point of view it transcends rugby and I think um, you know, I'm gonna ask you a question now, like wherever you end up playing, you know, finishing up your career and, mm. and however that looks, where does where does four five, you know, what what dreams and ambitions do you have for that as a brand yeah. and that as a that as a project? Yeah, so like we're um, we just take we've just taken an investment at the moment, Fantastic. Um, which is good for like our first our first proper raise, yeah. um, and we're um, stepping into to some you know some some high, uh, high street pharmacies, which is you know very exciting for us. Yeah, there's, um, there's a are you allowed to say which ones you're going into? Um, we are because I think you're going to a fairly big one. Yeah, um, yeah, very yeah. very soon. I think this podcast is probably going to come out sometime in February, and I think yeah. you will be in the shops. Yeah, we, in February, right? Yeah, we're looking at. Uh, I think it's now been pushed to, to March because okay. of all the. Well, we might delay this podcast release then. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the the multiple uh, hurdles you got jumped through, but got it. Oh, it's, it's a learning experience, but um, but yeah, so so we're, we're starting there, and then um, yeah, we're, we're we're online, and we're you know we're franchised to South Africa. Uh, we've got some some bits eyed up in. Um, yeah, across the way in like New Zealand, Australia, yeah. uh, we've we've signed an Irish distribution deal. So, Mate, big things. We're coming. trying to, yeah, trying to spread ourselves out a little bit. But so, um, so for the, for the guys listening that if so the guys and girls listening that are into their gym, into their sport, you know, they might want to be looking at CBD as to to kind of supplement some of the stuff they're already taking, some of the stuff you know with their nutrition. You know, where can they get their hands on to try um, some of the CBD? I think I would say. Um, is it the website? Is that the primary yeah, place to get it? Yeah, I think e-commerce um, at www.45cbd.co.uk. All one um, word? All one word, all one word, um, and spelt rather than the four and five. Got it. Like, so it's not 45. It's not, not 45. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I would say is kind of whatever brand you go with, make sure that they're um, kind of tested and, and you can you can see their certs on online and of course and it's, and that's just that's probably the the starting point um but then there's you know there's loads of stuff online in terms of how to dose um what to expect yeah 
I'd, I'd say believe some of it, uh, take it, take some with a pinch of salt. I think there's, like I said, there's a there's a massive hype in the market to to you know to claim everything. But um, I think personally, I'd, I'd, I see it as a as a food supplement and something that is um, you know to, there to supplement your your. An already healthy lifestyle. Yeah, you're, but your day to day as a as a holistic pr- approach, like you would, yeah. uh, vitamin C and D and and all sorts. So. And in terms of information, is is there a lot of information about what you guys do on your website? So people would jump onto four five. Is it dot com or dot co dot uk? Dot co dot uk. So if you if people were to jump onto to four five dot co dot uk, could they read a little bit more about how you guys do it, what you guys do, what makes you guys a bit different? Yeah, absolutely. We've got uh, blogs on terms of Perfect. you know a load of different areas and. Uh, and there's some there's some cool stuff on there so yeah definitely I sound like a salesman I'm actually a rugby player so. <laughs> no, well, mate, it's, what it's great to see is that you know you're, you're thinking about life and outside the outside yeah. the game and off the pitch and mm. you know we all know that professional sportsmen have a fair bit of downtime and it's good to see yeah. that, you know investing your time and efforts and yeah. expertise into something that you believe in and something you're clearly passionate about so yeah. oh, mate, it's, um, yeah. it's, it's, it's been a it's, it's been kind of like a really decent journey and yeah. I've you know like I've pro- properly met some people that I definitely wouldn't have before like yeah, yeah. being able to sit here and talk about stuff like this and uh, you know going to investment meetings and yeah. you know meeting up with high street buyers and yeah. stuff like that is just stuff I would have never done before so it's it's taking that yeah, next step from professional athlete into business mogul yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's, it's an odd one um, absolutely blagging it sometimes but um, I Mate, think that's, the best that's what you got to do trust your instinct yeah well, mate, that has been an absolute, you know, from a rugby fan, from a Saris fan, from an England fan, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah, thank you. to have you on the show. And it's been really nice to hear um, some of your kind of changing room banter and uh, and secrets from kind of life as a professional rugby player, but also to see where you are going in terms of developing 4-5 CBD as a brand and, and developing a product that you purely, you know, definitely believe in so thank you for coming on the show yeah, thank you very much for all of you guys me. listening I'm going to spring this on George but if any of you guys want to get onto the podcast and you have enjoyed this episode leave us a rating leave us a review and within a week of this podcast going live George and I will pick someone that has left us a rating and left us a review and we will get some 4-5 CBD into your hands he will make sure that He'll get a couple of bottles over to you so you can try it. We'll so get if you two hundred quids worth of CBD, and he will get, get two hundred. Is that enough? That's plenty. He's got. He will get two hundred okay, British. One fifty. <laughs> no, two hundred. He will get two hundred pounds British pounds of CBD oil into your hand so you can try it and you can see what all the hype's about. But for that, what we want you to do is be a nice person. Get online, leave us a nice rating, leave us a nice review because the more people that leave us ratings and leave us reviews, the more people will hear this podcast and the more people um, can can hear the amazing information that George has given us today. So just want to say a huge thank you to, to George. I want to say a thank you to producer Wave. There we go. Done incredible um, things. It was, he, he's George's hype man for the day. Thank you for listening. It's been an absolute knowledge bomb fest from George. Thank you for listening to the series. This is Sean Stafford. This is the Dad Podcast, and we will see you next time. Champagne. Done.